Hey there, and welcome back to On Your Terms. I'm your host, Sam Vanderweelen. I'm a lawyer turned entrepreneur who helps people legally protect their online businesses, but I just so happen to be a girl obsessed with marketing. So I help you with a lot of stuff related to marketing here too on the podcast every single Monday and Thursday. So if you're new, welcome. If you're returning, thanks for coming back. Um, I, the, today's episode was inspired by a show that I got really into recently. You don't have to have watched the show in order to listen to today's episode, but uh, just as a friend, I will tell you, like, you need to go listen or you need to go watch the show. The show is awesome. It's platonic on Apple TV. It's so good. It's worth like doing a free trial and just like binge watch platonic. Um, it's with Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen. It's so, so good. Um, but if you haven't seen it, like I said, it doesn't, doesn't matter, but it's just a really, really good show. And um, Rose Byrne is a former former lawyer. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a few, but that's what inspired today's episode. So today has been a very productive day. Today, today was leg day at the gym. So I go to my personal trainer first thing early Monday morning. Um, and so we did a real serious leg, leg day today. Today was one of those days where I felt like my legs were going to buckle <laughs> from under me a couple of times. And when we got to the end and he made me do wall sits with my, he has me do these like wall sits for two minutes with my heels really close to the wall. And then my feet up in releve, like up on my tippy toes. Um, my legs were quaking at the end. Yeah. I love it though. I like complain about it, but I secretly, not so secretly, really, really love going to the gym. And all the trainers that I go to, they always joke about how like I'm one of the people that they work with who just like loves every move, every workout. I'm like, I'll do anything. I, I just love, very fortunate, but I really love working out in any, in any way. It doesn't have to be at the gym. I like going to classes. I'll ride a bike. I'll go kayaking. I'll go hiking. Like I just like everything. Um, so yeah, I'm fortunate, I guess in that respect. Um, but yeah, when I got home, so basically to give you a little like day in my life, I did that. I then had therapy, which I had to take from the car because I was running late. So I chatted with her on zoom in my car, which is always fun. And, um, like in a random parking lot. And then, um, you know, because I had therapy, I stopped and got a nice coffee on the way home. Cause I was like, that, that sounds good. And when I got home, I got ready, tried to get dressed for the day because I knew that today I had to do a bunch of stuff on camera, including this episode. Hello. Um, we take, we re-record these on video and then we'll take like snippets and we turn them into reels. But, um, I knew that I had to do some stuff on camera. So normally I would, I mean, I'm still very casual, but like normally I would be even more casual. And so I got myself all ready. And then, um, the first thing I did was knock out a couple of Facebook ads. So I had to record some videos for Facebook ad, uh, for a Facebook ad, had to do several takes of that. Um, I think that's really interesting. I've been like, I've been recording them for years and years and I still have lots of like mess ups or I get nervous or I'm like super awkward or have to do it again or I fumble my words. So um, it takes a lot of practice and a lot of patience with yourself and like not taking yourself too seriously. Like I've, I've allowed a lot of ads to go forward that I was like, that's fine. Like this one time I was recording an ad and Huddy, my dog, he's a Bernadoodle who thinks that he's my baby because I treat him like he's my baby. Um, and he, he ran up to me like right in the middle of me recording this thing and he would not leave me alone. Like he was like pawing at my leg. So I just picked him up and recorded the rest of the episode. And to this day, it turns out to be one of my most popular Facebook ads. Um, some people give me a lot of crap for it on Facebook or Instagram. They, I get nasty comments about it. And then other times people are like, I just like the dog. And then other times people are like, you look like your dog or you are a dog. Like it just, it's, it's a wild, 
special world out there, friends. Um, so yeah, I recorded these Facebook ads. I'm just kind of used to like going with the flow and something that my friend Maya Nicole said the other day when we had our, our podcast recording, which is actually the very next episode that you're going to hear from me is my, my interview with Maya. But one of the things that Maya and I talked about was the fact that like, no matter what you do, someone's going to have an issue with it. Like we were talking about how if you, it's not even like you have to be talking about something controversial. Like you don't have to be sharing your political opinions and like all that kind of stuff for people to come at you. People come at you for literally no reason. This lady took at me the other day in one of my Facebook ads telling me, you know, something about how I looked and blah, blah, blah. I was saying like, oh, do you want to legally protect your business? Here's a free legal training. Like that's my video. I'm not like asking you about religion and politics and money and anything else. It's, it's so, so anyway, I just thought that was like, a good reminder that it doesn't have to be that you're creating a Facebook ad, but even if you're creating something for social media, just like keeping in mind that like someone's going to have an issue with everything. Some there's always going to be someone who finds some issue with something that you say. And so you can't shape shift yourself into being like, well, let me say it this way or let me qualify it this way or let me try to protect myself or uh, water my opinion down because I'm going to then prevent someone from saying something. Actually, someone's going to say something regardless, even if they don't say it to your face or in your comment section, they're thinking it. And I really just think that can't be part of the equation, you know? So if I thought about every single comment or opinion and piece of unsolicited feedback that I've gotten from people who I never asked what they thought about how I'm doing or how I look or how I talk, I would be paralyzed and frozen with fear to ever put myself out there again. You know, to be honest with you, I actually sometimes am surprised given the amount of, let's call it feedback that I've gotten uh, in like six, seven years of online business that I am still able to put myself out there. Like I, I definitely feel different. This episode's going in a different direction than I, than I originally intended it. But, you know, honestly, I think sometimes that's helpful. Um, I, I just, I do think it impacts me. Like I notice an anxiety that comes up when I do want to share something, but I'm like, but how is that going to be received? What, like, let me try to anticipate all the things that people might say. Um, and then when it comes to your appearance, oof, that's just tough because it's like, I look the way I look. <laughs> so if you have a problem with me, unless I go get massive plastic surgery, I don't know how else to fix it and and I don't need to fix it. <laughs> so it's, it's just like, I'm just getting with you obviously, but like, I just, I don't know, like you just have to be like continuously working on being comfortable with yourself um, or not caring what they think and all that kind of stuff. I always come back to the Brene Brown saying about like, if people aren't in the arena with you, then like, I don't care what you have to say. And I know like for me the other day when that lady commented on how I looked in my ad and said that because of how I looked, she would never work with me. Um that I got admittedly pissed off at first. And, and then I really did think about how, like I, the, the joke that I always tell my friends, I'm always like, could you imagine Amy Porterfield commenting about that on someone's ad? <laughs> like, do you think that Amy Porterfield or Rachel Rogers or, um, Jenna Kutcher or Marie Forleo, like any of these people have been in the game for a million years who are super successful. Do you think they're sitting around commenting on random people's Facebook ads about how they look? No, because they're freaking busy. They're busy and they're not doing that kind of stuff. Like that's, so I kind of remind myself about like, who are the people who would be doing this? A, and what is going on with them? B, 
therefore like I don't really care. And so if they're not if they're not kind of going for the same thing I'm trying to go for, which doesn't have to be the exact same literal goals, but the goal of like bettering yourself, building something, helping other people, putting yourself out there as a result of it, then I'm not really interested in your feedback. You know what I mean? So yes, that's my that's my spiel on Facebook ads. So that was all a long way of telling you today. I knocked out a lot of Facebook ads. I just feel like every time I do it, I'm just I have a lot on my mind about like putting yourself out there and how vulnerable that feels and how you do try to like hedge your bets and be like, let me see what you're going to make fun of me for so that, or poke at and what I say or do so that I can get ahead of it. And there really is no getting ahead of it. So that's what I think about that. Um, I then, after that, I actually knocked out, uh, the, I reviewed four blog posts. So I focus a lot on SEO in my business. So we have a lot of SEO blog posts that are, so those are blog posts that we write with topics in mind, with, with SEO in mind, like searchability in mind. So we designed a lot of blog posts about like, okay, someone's going to Google, like, what is a coaching contract or how do I legally form an online business or something like that. And I write, you know, we, as a team, we, sometimes I write them, we hire some people to write them. It kind of depends. We write these blog posts and then, uh, if they're legal stuff, especially I always review them, if not write them and then they go up on the site. So some of them really take off. Some have some really good traction on Google. Um, others, it takes time and others, they don't pan out. Um, the thing I always find funny about SEO is like the ones that I'm like, Oh, this is a slam dunk. This post is going to be amazing. It doesn't. And then other like super random ones are like, Boo, they take off. So who knows? So I reviewed four of those posted two already. You can always go to my site, by the way, samvanderwhelan.com slash blog. If you like to read uh, more of this kind of information, I know I really try to respect the fact that you have different learning styles and preferences. And if you don't like to listen to podcasts, um, well, thanks for being here, I guess. But if you don't like to listen to podcasts, I, I have blog posts for you. If you don't like to read stuff, I got podcasts. Like I have all of the things. So I'm always making sure that those are going up. So you can always check those out. Um, I'll make sure I drop the link in the show notes if you want it. And last but not least, before coming to you today and chatting in this episode, I reviewed assets for my new website and branding. So first is all like the branding stuff, which is really big. I take it really, really seriously. I love branding. I think it has so much to do with the success of a business eventually, right? It doesn't have to be off the bat. Mine was certainly not off the bat, but like once I really had a good feel and grasp for like, who am I speaking to? Who am I attracting? What's the vibe? What do I want it to feel like here? I got very serious about my branding. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I feel like it's the biggest overhaul I've ever done because I feel like every year. So basically I built my first website, which is really not that different than what it looks like now. And then over the years, I basically just did updates to that site that I built. Um, I had purchased like a theme from somebody and then applied that theme and then built it out a little bit myself and then hired developers along the way when things got too complicated for me to be able to fix or understand. And then I did like a little bit of a branding overhaul maybe two or three years ago and maybe two, yeah, two or three years ago. And then, um, but it was all like a refresh of what I had already. Whereas this one, woof, it is a completely different direction, which is really cool because I feel like as the, that comes out, that's, you know, my book will be coming out next year and there's just going to be a lot of newness. And, and I want to talk about things other than just legal. I want to help you market your business. I want to talk about like evergreen marketing and content creation and 
talk about the big three, like YouTube, podcast, and um, blogging. So I, I want to focus more on these like high-level marketing topics with you as well. And I want to make sure that my website reflects that so you can get all that information from me too. So yeah, after I was done recording, uh, or I, I did a loom for the website people about the assets for my branding, and then I needed lunch. So after that, I had lunch. Um, which was leftovers from dinner last night. So I'm recording this on a Monday. So I try to cook a big meal on Sunday that I had then have a lot of leftovers for. And so I made this, oh my gosh, I will link to it in the show notes, but Pinch of Yum, which is a great food blog, has this baked Greek orzo, like one pot dish. And it has like lots of veggies like kale and red peppers and onions. And and then you add um, like chickpeas and orzo and broth. And then at the end, you add like fresh herbs and lemon juice and all this kind of stuff. It's so, so good. Um, and then what I do, because I eat turkey and chicken and Ryan only eats fish. So what I do for myself is that I make Greek turkey meatballs. So I just like mix turkey meatballs with red onion and some uh, like parsley and dill and then bake those up so that I have a little extra protein for myself. So that's that, that I had that for lunch. And then Hudson was bothering me to go out to go to the bathroom. So I took him on like a 10 minute walk. We, we usually do one big long walk at the end of the day, but during the middle of the day, I'll take him on like 10, 15 minute walk. And then I came back in, sat down to chat with you. I'm trying to make sure I finish my second big water of the day. Cause I do one water by noon, try to hit my second one by three. And then the last one by six, seven ish. So that's it. That's my like super boring kind of day in the life. Like this is what this is where I'm at right now. Um, I would say that this has changed many times over the years. I don't follow a set schedule anymore. When I feel like when I was still trying to like really build up my business and get some traction under me, the number one tip that I can give you is that I would have days that were like categorized or themed like a day, like I had all my meetings on one or two days and then I did not allow outside meetings on the other days. I had one or two like full content creation marketing, what I would call like marketing days. Like I either created content, wrote content, thought about content, planned it out, strategized, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I usually had like a half a day of like admin, CEO type stuff, like back end things to do. And usually like a half a day I would plan on product development, product ideation, um, product improvement, like stuff I had to do related to the products or services and offers. So that's what used to work really well for me in terms of structure. Right now, admittedly, I have, first of all, I have a fantastic team who takes care of a lot. And I am also, you know, I've pulled back as much as I possibly can for as long as I possibly can to deal with the ongoing trauma and sadness and grief of losing both of my parents and particularly how I lost my mom and like the aftermath of having lost my mom and what I'm having to go through behind the scenes right now. So yeah, that's just my honest kind of like day in the life. But also I recognize this is not normal. And like you wouldn't normally be able to run a business like this doing those things I just named. But I also think you can build a business that gets you to this point. And like maybe that's one of your goals. Maybe you're already there. But I just wanted to share like an honest behind the scenes. So what's the deal with this platonic episode that I was talking about? So the last thing I want to share with you today was just about something that was so impactful for me um, when I first started my business that I think was like the first 
little spark that I needed that pushed me in the direction to actually go out and like grow this business and really like start to put, put pedal to the metal, like for it to take off. So first I'll tell you about the episode. So in platonic, which is a show, like I said, starring Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen, they're best friends who have fallen out of touch. They've gotten back in touch in adulthood um, when life is a little messier and more complicated. Rose Barron is married. She has kids. Um, she was a stay-at-home mom for many years, um, but now her kids are kind of getting older. They're in school. And then uh, Seth Rogen has this like girlfriend who gets engaged. He, he owns a bar. Um, some things are a little bit messy with him, right? So they come back together. They rejoin as friends. And that's really what the show is about is like, living as friends in that time period of your life where you're like married, you have kids, you have a lot going on. Life is messy. You kind of miss those days of like, you know, your teens and twenties when life was a little bit simpler and more carefree, but that's not where you are anymore, but yet you kind of still yearn for it. So it's really, really good. And the story with Rose Byrne in the, in the, in the show is that she was an attorney for like 13 years and, um, she, sorry, she was an attorney and she's been out of work as an attorney for 13 years. So she's she stepped out of the game for 13 years. And she goes back to work as an attorney at a fancy pants law firm. It looked just like the one that I worked at. So many of the scenes in the show reminded me so much of being a lawyer. But there's this moment when she just feels like she should like be back in the game. She wants something for herself. Like She doesn't want to be defined by what she's been doing. And she wants to be back to being a, a lawyer. And so there's this moment when the reality of that decision sets in and she sits down at her desk and she's like all dressed up for work. And like she kind of romanticized the idea of going back to work, being a lawyer, all that stuff. And there's this moment when she sits down that she's like, oh, shit, like now I actually have to do this. Right. And it's miserable. Like she sees how how miserable it is. When I tell you I was so uncomfortable watching this scene because that is literally my worst nightmare. Having to go back to a firm. Oh, I like can't even talk about it without even wanting to throw up. I with having to go back to a firm, having to dress like that ever again, having to be spoken to that way ever again, having to be sexually harassed, having to be like living under billable hours, like the billable hour structure, um, is terrifying to me. I I am not even kidding. I literally have nightmares about it where I end up back at the firm and I I'm like freaking out in my dream being like, how did I get here? What did I do? Like, how did this go so terribly wrong? What did I do in my business? I was doing so well. Like, how did it take such a hard right turn? I I'm freaking out. And then I wake up like in a cold sweat and I'm like, is that my reality? Is that true? Oh my gosh. No, thank God. I never went back to being a lawyer. I will never go back to being a lawyer. Now, granted, my experience was a particularly bad one. There are lots of lawyers who love what they do. There are lots of lawyers who are very good at what they do. And you might like whatever you do or your corporate job, or maybe you liked your corporate career, but you just like found something or want to do something different, you know, or maybe you didn't, I don't know. But one of the things that this made me think of when I saw this episode with Rose Byrne was that when I first started my business very early on, I was really struggling with letting go of this idea that I would have to go back to being a lawyer if this didn't work out. I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. Like if this business doesn't work, I'm going to have to go back to being a lawyer. So you better make it work because you know how badly you don't want to go back. Right. And I was like, almost like beating myself, like beating myself up being like, you know, so harsh to that. I, I was just putting a lot of pressure on myself 
But also looking back on it, it wasn't true. Like if, if my business didn't work out, which ironically at the time when I first left the law and I was telling myself this, I started a health coaching business. That's, that's the first thing that I did when I left the law in 2016. And that business didn't work out. <laughs> and by it not working out, it actually led me to creating this business, which very much worked out. So it's just kind of funny that it's like I was telling myself, like, if I don't make this work, if I don't make this work, if I don't make this work, I didn't make it work, but I made it work, if you know what I mean. Like, I didn't make the, the, the health coaching business work, but I made the whole situation work. And I think if you're somebody who is determined, you're a hard worker, you persevere, you've probably been through a lot of shit in your life, like you've overcome a lot, you're not the kind of person who's just going to revert back to like what your situation was before. And so when I started my business and I was acting like this and I was really, really adopting this mindset, like I was walking around with this idea in my head all the time, like letting this like boogeyman fear hang over my shoulder. I went to a conference. It was the first ever business like coaching kind of conference that I went to. And everything that we would talk about in like our small groups or with the business coach who held the conference, I would like, I would share my, my hopes or my dreams about creating this business. I had just started the legal business. I, I shared with like a lot of fear, like, well, I would do this, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I can bet on myself. I'm not sure if I should do that. I'm not sure if it's safe. I don't know if that's a good idea. What if it doesn't work out? What if it's not okay? What if no one likes it? What if no one buys it? right? Everything was like hinged with this fear. And I remember eventually she, like the business coach who was facilitating this in a nice way, got like, you know, kind of in my face, like put her hands down on the desk in front of me. And she kind of slammed her hands down and she's like, what are you so afraid of? And I was like, I'm afraid I have to go back to being a lawyer. And she like really got serious and looked at me dead in the eyes and goes, there is no plan B. Stop acting like there's a plan B. This is it. This is the plan. And I was like, oh, shit. That, she is right. <laughs> she is right. I was acting like there was this like default plan B. And I see this all the time with people who have like kind of one foot out the door and then like not all in and they're like hedging their bets. They're not sure if it's going to work out and they're very nervous. And this this manifests differently for all of us. But for me, it was really holding me back from putting myself out there, putting a lot of time, effort, energy into the business because I was so nervous. And so what I was doing was like, I was spending technically a lot of time, but I was spending time on stuff that didn't really matter. I was like swirling, right? I was keeping busy, but not moving forward. And so when she said that to me, I had that light bulb moment that sometimes you need that kind of proverbial slap across the face that we, we all need sometimes. Uh, and I, I, for me, I usually have to like take some sort of act. Well, I think two things. One is I have to take, I always have to like take some sort of action when I feel something like this or some like big, big shift like this. Like I can't just like think about it or talk about it. I have to go do something. And two, cleaning is my way to deal with anxiety, which is not the worst problem in the world to have. So I went home from this conference and I was like, I have to do something. So for me, I'm very visual and I needed some sort of visual representation of my separation, of moving forward, of not staying in this plan B place anymore, right? For me, that was the attorney clothes because I looked into my closet and it was like, 
you know, when you're an attorney or you work any kind of like corporate job like that, that's so freaking stuffy and you wear all the stuff that you would never wear anywhere else. Like, I mean, I think people think that it's like, like a show on TV, like suits or like Lincoln lawyer or something like that. In a real law firm, everybody wears black suits. And so women wear skirt suits and pantsuits and you have like basic blouses that go under it. It's super boring. Okay. So, and itchy and uncomfortable and hot. So um, that, that ends my complaints about, about lawyer clothes. But, you know, for me, it was like when I looked at my closet, like half of it was all these lawyer clothes that were going unused because I wasn't practicing as a lawyer anymore. But I was hanging on to all of them because of this fear of having to go back, right? And seeing them every single day was a visual reminder and a representation of how I was living, how I was living within that fear of like, well, I have to have this in case it doesn't work out. And instead, I needed to stop acting like it could not work out and just start planning for it to work out. And better yet, plan for the fact that I would figure it out, even if it didn't, right? And either way, I wasn't going to let myself go back to that. Again, I recognize that my example is like extreme. I hope that your job was not one that you like have nightmares about going back to, but like maybe for you, it's not even your job. It might be some old way of life or an old mindset or an old way of you, like the way you were living, or I don't know. It could be anything for you. But I see this a lot with people's businesses where there's some kind of plan B that you're holding on to. And we need to drop the plan B and realize that this is the plan. And that doesn't mean that everything has to go according to plan. It doesn't mean that everything has to go exactly like well in this business or with this offer or with this like, you know, podcast that you start or whatever it is. Like it might change, right? I've God knows I've started and stopped like YouTube like three times, right? It's not about that. It's not about never changing and, and altering course. It's about believing in yourself that you're going to make this work. And that everything that you're doing right now is leading to something that's helpful, that's an experience that you need for some reason, even if you can't see it right at this moment. So tell me, are you going to drop a plan B? I would love it actually if you would like commit to this. If you're like me and you need to take some sort of action, I will be your accountability partner. Send me a message, send me reply to my email. Tell me if you're going to drop plan B. And you're going to go all in on this plan, regardless of how it turns out or what it ends up looking like. It's okay for it to change, but you don't have to go back. We don't have to worry about reverting back to something you used to do. We can drop that story. We can drop that fear so we can free you up to actually move forward, whatever forward might look like for you. Hmm. How's that sound? I hope you liked this episode. I feel like this episode was for one, really not what I planned. And two was like really the reason why I started this podcast. Cause I really, I wanted to have these conversations with you that are like open and honest and motivational, I hope to you. Um, but also deeper because like, it's really hard to have these conversations in 60 second snippets on social media or sometimes to get them across in an email. So like, this is really why I'm just feeling very grateful right now. This is like, this is why I started on your terms. So I hope that you liked it. I really appreciate you listening. If you liked this episode, please do me a favor. Go ahead and text a link to this episode to a friend or post it wherever you share things about business. I really, really, really appreciate it. And I hope that you're going to be emailing or DMing me and telling me that you're dropping plan B. I will be looking for your message. 
I'll see you in a few days um, for that guest interview with Maya and Nicole on all things Instagram and stopping trying to be like everybody else. I can't wait to chat with you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the On Your Terms podcast. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can also check out all of our podcast episodes, show notes, links, and more at samvanderreelen.com slash podcast. You can learn more about legally protecting your business and take my free legal workshop, Five Steps to Legally Protect and Grow Your Online Business at samvanderreelen.com. And to stay connected and follow along, follow me on Instagram at samvanderreelen and send me a DM to say hi. Just remember that although I am a attorney, I am not your attorney and I am not offering you legal advice in today's episode. This episode and all of my episodes are informational and educational only. It is not a substitute for seeking out your own advice from your own lawyer. And please keep in mind that I can't offer you legal advice. I don't ever offer any legal services, but I think I offer some pretty good information.